1: Price and coverage match limited by state law. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like
0: I'm seeing him for the first time.
1: Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring
0: okay one thing the game needs is more people like you 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 still have pro man run around tight
1: Smokey it's mookie vets Steve is daniel bard it's Steve this is brock holt hey this is john lester baseball baseball baseball
0: isn't boring welcome to baseball isn't boring here's your host rob radford all right baseball is not boring and a a perfect example of this usually when we get to spring training this is when people say, Oh my goodness, I can't believe big number 97 is coming in for the Minnesota Twins. He has no name on the back of his uniform. This is really, yeah. really boring. The games are on AM radio and no one really cares. Well, every once in a while, uh, every few years, we get a, a, a dose of t- uh, an opportunity to mix things up. And this is going to be another example of that the World Baseball Classic. And there's no, I'm going to tell you right now, there is no better person to talk about the World Baseball Classic more than any other person has ever covered the World Baseball Classic. No one's covered it like this guy. And that's Sean Spradling, who we hope is uh, is going to help us and, and be like our eyes and ears and expertise uh, when it comes to this thing, WBC. Sean, what's going on?
1: I'm doing well. Um, that is a large
0: uh, intro
1: to live up to, so we'll see <laughs> you if know I can what, do best. You know what,
0: man? I- I'll tell you what. <laughs> I believe it. Like, I'm going to say I believe it because I've I've gone through enough WBCs where I'm like, you know, when it comes around, here's the thing, Sean, is that when it comes around, everyone's sort of like, "Eh, WBC, so, so, blah, blah, blah. Then they play it and everyone gets really jacked up about it, right? Yeah. And then they finish it and then everybody monitors how many guys are getting injured from playing the WBC. So that's how this works. That's how the cycle goes. Exactly. But I don't care, Sean, because, you know, I should give you a Twitter handle, by the way, at Sean underscore Spradling, If you want the best coverage, absolute best coverage. But I don't care because, like I told you before, like you've hit you've hit the sweet spot here more than any other year in the WBC. I think this is this is actually what the Major League Baseball wanted this thing to be. And you tell me if I'm full of you or not. But this is sort of how it's come to fruition, I think, more than any other year, right?
1: Yeah, well, I really appreciate that. And I think you are right. I think for me, I got tired of that cycle of a little hype for the two weeks before the WBC <laughs> and then the injuries afterwards. I saw, oh, wait, this is a lot of fun even the year before or two years before because of all the roster news. So, the, of course, the WBC was birthed out of... Baseball no longer being in the Olympics. Um, and so because of that, the W. A few years um, has this is the first time I think that there's been enough hype to what the, the MLB and the W. Uh, the D- WBC wanted it to be.
0: So, right. and, and, and so you know, I Ted, talked to Adam Jones about a month ago. And he obviously was on that USA team the last time around, and he said, and I can't really disagree with him. He said, you know, for us, for uh, Americans, you know, this is we were sort of the last ones to, to latch on that, even though we were the we were the host, we were basically yeah. the host of the whole thing. But he said it wasn't until you had the excitement of Team USA buying in. You had the images of Adam Jones with a great catch, you know. And then, and then, you tell me also if I'm wrong about this, I felt that this time around, the thing that was sort of gonna that really spurred a lot of guys, at least from Team USA, was Mike Trout. Once Mike Trout said, "I'm in," everyone's like, "Hey, all the cool kids are here. Let's go!"
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yep, that's exactly the the feel that I got as well. Um, I think that. The first part of it, so I'll say that there's two different conversations to be had. There's one for the holistic World Baseball Classic, all of the rest of the teams. And then there's a separate conversation for the USA, like you said. It took a long time for the Stars to play. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2006, we did have a bunch of Stars on the team. But then every year after that, it was like, oh, too many injuries. The pitchers don't want to play. They don't want to mess with their spring training.
0: and And the teams were basically saying, please don't play, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. And so this year, when it was the right off the bat, the WBC is happening next year. This was last year. And Mike Trout is the captain of Team USA. Everybody jumped on board. After mm-hmm. that, it was Bryce Harper and Mookie Betts and Kyle Tucker and Paul Goldschmidt. It was, it was a ripple effect. And if you ask, uh, like Mark DeRosa, I've seen him in interviews say, after Mike Trout, it, was, it really kind of fell into place from there.
0: Yeah, and, and and once, like you said, it's bizarre to say that the host country was the last of the party, but they were the last of the party. <laughs> we, excuse me, we had like, you know, obviously Team Japan was all in, and then you know you have, you know, uh, Dominican Republic, and you had Mexico and Puerto Rico. And remember yeah. a couple of years ago, Puerto Rico made it to the final game. So uh, it's you had all these other teams, and and we're sitting there, Sean, and we're sitting there with like why are these teams so excited to play? Like what is happening? (laughs) Don't they know there's like, there's a major league baseball season to be played. And this could be an oblique injury. And yeah, so I'm just, I'm just happy. And like I said, you, you've sort of, you've got the juices flowing when it comes to people getting excited about this. And it's not only team, I mentioned I'm focused on team USA, but this is another great thing about it is that we can talk about great Britain. We can talk about, you know, any team it's, this yeah. is, this is so, it's, I'm getting jacked up just talking about it. And honestly, I did a podcast. We just did a podcast, um, yesterday as we, uh, taping this, it was for today and that was with Daniel Bard, you know, and so we yeah. talked a lot. We talked a lot about this. We talked about, about, you know, how, um, how honored he was. and how he, he, like, this is a guy who's had a great year. He actually was trying to, how do I get on the team? Wow. And, and then he got pissed off when he wasn't on, or he didn't think he was going to get on a team. And he's like, oh, he's wow. saying, he's telling his wife, he's like, oh, you know, they think I'm too old and this and that. And someone getting upset about it is great. Anyway, I've talked way too much because I'm not the WBC expert. Um, no, I love that. Let's let's get to right down to brass tacks. All right. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with, you have it pinned on your own, on your Twitter page, the Sean's Power Rankings. Who doesn't like power rankings, right? Uh, Twitter loves
1: power rankings more than anyone. (laughs) Hates them, but also loves them.
0: (laughs) Are you you getting a lot of blowback from people in China for ranking them 20th?
1: Well, here's the thing. I don't know if China even realizes that they're in the World Baseball Classic right now. So (laughs) there's been (laughs) one player commitment and the coaching staff. Other than that, I have seen no news whatsoever, which is why I have them 20th, because... Until I see what a team looks like, I I don't know what they're going to bring to the tournament. And in 2017, the last time we had the WBC, they did finish dead last. So okay. that's that's what I'm going by.
0: So all right, so let's work backwards. They're better than they're they're not as good as the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic is number 19. Do any <laughs> is, is are they in a better situation? Do they have coaches? Do they have more well, than one player? They have a team. They played in the
1: qualifiers, so we don't know. A ton about what the preliminary roster looks like yet, other than um, what their what their qualifier roster looked like. So they did qualify when they played in Germany uh, back in, I believe, it was October or September. Um, they qualified alongside the uh, Great Great Britain. They were the first first time that Czech Republic has ever qualified. I'm I'm telling you, this is going to be one of the biggest stories for the WBC because half their team, like they have a day job. And then they go play baseball. It's fantastic. Like they're all homegrown and it's, there's so much fun to watch because you see a guy going out there and then there are stories about after they qualified the next morning, they did drive really late at night to go to their job the next day. So what,
0: so of all these teams I think maybe you just answered this question, but of all these teams, which is the team where you're like, Oh, I didn't think that they would be in this thing. Like you said, you have to qualify for it. Okay, let's take Czech Republic and China out of yeah. the equation. Now you have 18 other teams. Tell me the team that you're like, oh, this is this is going to be the like the feel good, they just happen to be their team.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think so. That's that's really interesting because if you look right at, right above them, I have uh, 18 Australia, 17 Nicaragua. They so n- Nicaragua does have a, a home league, and so does Australia, and so I think they both have. Decently high expectations Yeah, for I'm going to be honest there. with
0: you. That's the first one. I, I I'm I'm have I have a huge problem with Australia being ranked number 18 because there's actually oh, yeah. Australian players playing in the major leagues, right? That, so yeah,
1: there are, yeah. and I'm really excited to. So Curtis Mead is most likely going to play, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited for. Unfortunately and. And this is the least of his worries, but uh, uh, Liam Hendricks oh, is Liam not going to play. Yeah, yeah. So, um, because of his condition, so um, that is a big loss. But it's it's a relief pitcher, so the rest of their team will look the same. The thing though is, after above them, I just had a hard time putting anyone below them because even great Britain has some, some studs. Like you got Jash Chisholm, um, who's already committed uh, a couple guys in the Marlins organization. Uh, Blake Taylor could be their closer. Yeah. Um, all of, they have all of the Bahamian players so since the Bahamas were British ruled until the 70s so they're able to play there you go I, I knew it would finally pay off for them right yeah so there you go <laughs>
0: yeah they got something out of it I guess <laughs> they did they, they get something out of it you're just gonna have to trust us this is gonna pay off um uh, but, you know so you have one of the things that you know I see you have candidate number 12 and I mean, I'm just looking at these teams. I'm saying, oh, Canada's low, but then I'm looking at the teams above them like, well, you know, not really, <laughs> not really. I mean, maybe, you know, Italy being 11 instead of 12, you know, Canada 12, but I, you know, yeah. you know with Canada, you know, you know, a lot of major leaguers are on that team, right?
1: You do. And for Canada, I'm, I'm kind of just waiting for their commitments. They have very little actual roster info right now. If I go to their commitments right now, so I have a, like a a graphic of every team and their commitment so far all we have right now is we have freddie freeman one of the best players in baseball after that it's charles leblanc and matt brash that's it that's well, really can, all I, we I, know. I, I can tell you another one
0: because i was okay. over at fenway today nick Pavetta.
1: okay great so he is going to be on he the team playing. yeah yeah see so- and this is the fact that this isn't like public news is is already a uh, issue in my mind itself.
0: But thank well, you. Well, that's kind of bizarre. That. <laughs> that's kind of bizarre that they're so late to the party when it comes to this stuff. You know. Yeah. Um. But you know, I just know that because we were going, we were we were over at the Rafael Devers press conference, and yeah. Alex Cora was rattling off uh, the guys that who were who were playing, and um, and obviously, like you mentioned, Pivetta. Much like we just had on um, Pedro Grafal of the the White Sox. And it's funny mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm like, oh, Pedro, you know, I shouldn't know this, but do you have anybody else playing? He's like, hey, like, we have a ton, right? Like, we have yeah. a ton. Like, it's that's what this seems like every team is crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, Canada. So, Canada's. I always remember Canada. Here is the thing about you might be too young for that. I mean, how I, mean, I don't know. if, Like you, do you remember like the two thousand? What was it? Five? Was it two thousand five? Was it two thousand six? Two no, thousand six.
1: I was ten at the time. Okay,
0: so, so nine. You missed. You missed one of the greatest WBC performances by Adam, a guy named Adam Stern, who was like a rule five guy. Uh, he, I think he had an inside the park grand slam or something. Or grand that's slam. right. A oh, game win against grand the us. Slam. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh, man. Look at you. All right. I know I've kidding. watched highlights. <laughs> that's I mean, that, that's who I like. That's who we, you know what? That's what we'll do. We'll get Adam Stern on and you can like reflect with him. That'll be yes, great. Yes. I would love that. Um, so, you know, so Canada's had its moments. I actually went up to cover the WBC up in Toronto one year. It was 2009. And it's mm-hmm. crazy covering this. It's so awesome because you just have this, all these like it's like an all star game, but an all star game people kind of care about winning, you know. So it's pretty really yep. cool. Um, all right, so oh, yeah. so the, if we're looking at this list now, we get into the the meat and potatoes, right? I think that would you say that sort of the the dividing line of the elite teams, well, the elite teams that probably have the best chance to win, is at eight, Cuba, yeah, right. Right,
1: I would yeah. say I would say right about there.
0: Okay, yeah. So UL number one, Dominican Republic. Number two, USA. Number three, Japan. Number four, Venezuela. Number five, Mexico. Number six, Puerto Rico. Number seven, Korea. And number eight, Cuba. And nine is Colombia. But I'm guessing there's a sort of a difference between Cuba and Colombia. Um, although, do we know like who everybody who's playing for Cuba?
1: We do. And that is probably one of the biggest pieces of uh, contention on Twitter so far, at least in the WBC sphere, Uh, because for Cuba, the feel around their team for years has been, oh, they're not going to be they're not good at all. They're never going to win a tournament because they don't have MLB players. They can't have MLB players on their team which is not necessarily true. They've had plenty of success in the WBC with their own players that aren't in the WBC. In in 2006, they made it to the championship. However, this year, for the first time ever in history, which is why this WBC is unprecedented, the U.S. did pass a license for MLB players to be able to play. So after that, there were some uh, players that did commit. Uh, So highlights, Luis Robert, uh, Juan Mancada, Andy Ibanez. um, And so there are a few. But I think a lot of people were really disappointed because that was pretty much it. Those yeah. were the high end guys. And he says, "Oh no,
0: Jose Abreu."
1: Jose, no Jose Abreu, no Astros. Okay. Which are Jordan, Yuli right. Gurriel, other Gurriel. Interesting. So, wow. Wow. And of course, for the reason for that is very political. Um, right. They, for one, most of them vehemently disagree. Uh, uh, disagree with their uh, the government in in Cuba, and the team is very influenced by the government. And the other reason is because the president of the Cuban Federation came out and said, if you as a player left the team during an international competition while you were on the team, you will never be invited back to play. Oh, and, interesting. And that would be, I believe, you, Liguria L, and uh, Rangers outfielder. I'm blanking on his name. Uh he had a really good season this year on the Rangers. Right, no, I um, know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Ryzel Iglesias is another one who's the uh, one of the leading uh, members of the Players uh, Association for Cuba. So, because of that, everybody after the license was passed thought, oh, Cuba's top three, top four team. But I would say they're right in the middle because of they only have a few from the MLB. Okay,
0: so like you said, like it's, it's really stacked those top eight. I mean, you could we could make the case that any of those top eight could win the thing, right? Would that yep. be fair to say, I can make a case.
1: I feel like for any of those top eight, I think that's very fair to say. Yeah, so
0: that's kind of crazy. I mean, the and, and obviously they're loaded full of major league players. But yeah. it, what is to, to you for this top eight? What is the most intriguing team of of all of them? The in, I guess the so team USA is intriguing because they're loaded up more than they have in years past. Yeah, but what's what's the sort of the most intriguing team? Mm.
1: I think so for me, and if, if you go to this post that you are referring to on my Twitter, the the biggest piece of contention is that I have Puerto Rico 6 below f- Venezuela and Mexico 4 and 5 because Puerto Rico has had a ton of success in the WBC. Do we see- get pissed at you? Puerto Rican what, to us. <laughs>
0: do, do, i mean do you get a lot of blowback on twitter for that
1: Seriously? yeah for for things like the the power rankings where yeah. i'm comparing that's, two that's teams good or, that's good that's a good yeah. thing so anyway it's, i'm sorry i
0: didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead Puerto no Rico, no problem past.
1: i i think i'm i'm higher on venezuela than than a lot of people are and the reason for that is because they have a lot more pitching than they have in the past and their lineup top to bottom Everybody can hit. So if you look at the players that have already committed, the lineup is going to consist of Ronald Acuna, Jose Altuve, Andres Jimenez, Luis Arias, Miguel Rojas, who just got traded today, uh, Anthony Santander, uh, and then, of course, Salvador Perez behind the plate. Um, That is full of all-stars pretty Mm -hmm. much the whole lineup. Um, Miguel Cabrera, this will be his, his last time putting on the Venezuela Jersey before he retires, which will be really cool for Venezuelan fans. Um, and then in the pitching department, which is the differentiator, I would say in the past with the Latin American teams to now, um, Pablo Lopez, Ranger Suarez, Jesus Lazardo, and Luis Garcia. That is a, one of the better rotations in, of any country in the tournament. And that's not even including Martin Perez, who will probably play, um, so I think that they're a very very solid team. Uh, the pitching is going to get them far enough, and they're going to they're going to easily be able to hit their way to a few wins. The hard part, and the reason I think I'm just had to choose Venezuela or Puerto Rico, is because they're in the same pool. Okay. So that is what people are calling like the pool of death, because you have <laughs> Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, who are three of the top teams in the entire tournament, yeah. and then you have Nicaragua and Israel. So.
0: Oh man, Ian Kinsler, good luck. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> manager of the Israeli team. Um, but so when you talk about the reaction, like you said, power one likes power rankings. This is great. It's a great conversation. We're yeah. having it now, people are having it on Twitter. You 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 probably get a vibe for doing by doing what you're doing mm-hmm. of which country is the most into it. You mm-hmm. know? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, so if you're gonna do that, do that power ranking for me. Power uh, rank the c- countries that are most in- into it, and I would imagine that Team USA is not number two.
1: I will tell you, they're probably not top ten. Oh, ooh, that's, <laughs> I don't know. See, that's a good.
0: That's a good power ranking. So that's I like. That. I
1: might need to do that. That that would be a ton of fun. Like most engagement that I get on Twitter, I, yeah, I'll, I, I, I'll I like, tell that. you far and away number one is Japan. Okay, they love the WBC and they love their national team so much pride and honor and respect for Samurai Japan, what they call the team. Um, I can tell you that my my tweets about the Japanese players, the Japanese team, are the ones that by far do the best. Like I think the my top tweet ever, uh, engagement wise, was when I tweeted out that Lars Newt had committed to Japan because not only did they love that, but also it was pretty controversial for some uh, Japanese
0: fans. Cause they're like, we have players here. Why do we need him? <laughs> and, and, and for, for Japanese players, I mean, it's my impression. It's not really an option, right? I mean, this isn't an option. This isn't like, well, you know, the team doesn't really want you to play. Like, I, it, there's a lot of examples and, and we talk yeah. about trout, but you, when you have Otani going to play, and or in, uh, even players who sign with new teams like Yoshida with Red Sox. I mean, he's going to play. Although they're yeah. like, maybe oh, won't. Yeah. No, he's going. Okay, here's the yeah. new he's going to play. Um, but it, it's not even an option because, like you said, because it means they can't turn their back. It's not an. Op- I keep saying it's not an option, but they can't turn their back on on the country, right? That's how they yeah. look at it.
1: Well, it's it's like the World Cup and. Brazil. Like if you play soccer and you're good enough to make the team, you're gonna be on the team. Japan for Japan, it's funny because my graphics that I post, I post like commitment, like player commitment graphics for the US. And the and the MLB has tweeted out like Mike Trout is all in for Team USA. That's not a thing for Japan because everybody's in. (laughs) Like you just as you know everybody wants to play. So now it's up to the manager and the GM to say we want this 30 to represent our country. Right. Is it is is
0: there in obviously there's players who play in the major leagues Japanese players that don't make the cut mean, I can think of a couple off the top of their head it's going to be a good team so anyway I want to go back to that power ranking so Japan number one in terms of team the fan base is who mo- who's most into it who's number two
1: yeah I would say I'd say number two is probably Dominican Republic okay uh, because first of all they love baseball but also they're so excited for this team for like good reason. They're probably, I mean, I have them number one in my power rankings. I say that it is a one, a one B scenario between them and the U S because both teams are just unbelievably stacked top to bottom. But for the the DR, their fans are always talking about uh, the WBC. If you know Hector Gomez, he's always tweeting yeah. out WBC content, um, retweets a lot of my stuff. I retweet a lot of his stuff. Um, and so I have to do a lot of translating from Spanish to English, but they they love talking about the WBC.
0: And, and when, they, when they play, this is one of the teams that it jumps to mind. When the games start, we said this in the beginning when the games start, everyone says, This is awesome. This is great. This is unbelievable because of the enthusiasm, right? Yeah. It's, it's, this is what we want Major League Baseball to be like. And we point to that during the season. Why can't it be more like the WBC? And there's a case to be made, but there's this freedom of these players to just be enthusiastic, to, And that's one of the things I think that this year, above all of the years, because there's more interest, because there's better players, and we're going to see these guys, Sean, this is the thing, we're going to see some of these guys who we think are boring personalities in Major League Baseball, jumping over the dugout railing, you know, (laughs) right? I mean, am I wrong? No,
1: you're you are 100% right. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that drew me into the WBC in the first place. Like if we're talking about baseball not being boring, this is the best way to display that I can assure you of that. Like if you watch the World Cup, one of my favorite things about watching the soccer World Cup is seeing the different styles of play between the Brazilians versus the Germans versus the English. And for baseball, it's the same thing. We're going to see the like really intense, like flair and like excitement of the Dominican team. And then you're going to, they're going to play against Japan who is super, super technical, very small ball, very much about respect. And then you go to the Puerto Rican team who have like the best chemistry of any team. Like they (laughs) love playing together. So you just like every single country has its own style. And this is the one time that we get to see that.
0: What is the, you talk about like the, the chemistry. What is the, is, what is the downfall of the US team? So what, what could be the downfall of them? Because, you know, this is another thing. This is one of the things that Adam Jones actually talked to me about. He said, he said, playing in it the time before, cause this, that was the second time he played in it, that yeah. we were just thrown together right. at the last minute but I guess in 2017 they got a chance to play together a little bit there was a little bit of a ramp up there seems to be the same sort of deal now yeah. um and he said that made a huge huge difference so for you though like when you look at this team USA what is could be their downfall
1: Yeah I think I think their downfall could be and I- I'm going to say this, but at the same time, I think that Mark DeRosa is is doing a fantastic job of combating this. I think the downfall in the past has been, and and he said this in a in a press conference himself, for a long time this tournament was viewed as an exhibition and not a competition, and so it was only fun and like cool. You get to hang out with a bunch of players from around the league, at least for the Team USA.
0: Yeah,
1: but. For Derosa, and I'm blanking on his name, who the 2017 coach was. He said he got this from him for Team USA that you got to get the players to believe that it is a competition. It is a world competition because I promise you, all of the Dominicans believe that, and all of the Japanese believe that. And so, if if we are in, if we're truly all in as Team USA, and they want to represent their country well and and actually compete together. I think that's how they win. If they still see it as an exhibition, I think that's where the threat is because there's just too much passion and like honor behind playing for your country for so many other countries.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. And that's one of the other things Adam Jones talked about was a trash talk that it's stung, right? I mean, they, they, these guys play together and, and you don't want to be trash talked for whatever it is, four years, yeah. whatever it is. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I and, think- and you see like the team,
1: I mean, you see the roster for Team USA, they are in talent wise, they're second to none. So there's yeah. no reason that they should lose. But if you had to have a differentiator between them and the Dominican Republic, it's it's the passion. And so I'm just hoping that we see that same passion and fire from Team USA this year.
0: You know, what? so I, like I said at the beginning, we go back to the evolution of the WBC and And after the initial one, you really did see a few of them where teams were saying, don't play, don't play, especially the pitchers. I remember, Sean, I remember doing this exercise um, when the WBC came around and looking at the pitchers and the years they had after the WBC. And it was a flat out not good. It was not good. There was a lot of guys breaking down, a lot of guys having bad years. And that's, you know, there's no way around that. And some of those guys were, you know, Japanese pitchers. I remember going back to Daisuke Matsuzaka. Daisuke, Daisuke, he he didn't even come to spring training. He trained, he started spring training by training with the Team Japan or yep. Samurai Japan. And so, uh and then, so he goes to the WBC and he shows up with the Red Sox throwing 80 miles an hour. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this is, there is always that worry, especially, yeah. Sean, when... You know, not only for pitchers, but for the players, it's these guys in early March are not used to playing nine-inning baseball, competitive baseball games. Yeah. And hopefully they're all smart enough to understand this: the deal's different. you to have to start earlier. But, I mean, I, I think that maybe, the, you know, it sure seems like teams and players are throwing cocks in the wind for the sake of the enthusiasm of the WBC, though, right?
1: Yeah, and that is one of the things that I think – think that might be the main the last piece that's holding it back from truly being like the world cup of baseball that we're really wanting it to be is the worry of the injury because i mean for rightfully so we've seen it in the past like you say with the ice game at suzaka like when you're ramping up that early without the preparation before and you're not used to being a hundred percent in early march that does have risk for uh, for injury so i i'm and I've talked about this on Twitter. I've had hold, held some polls um, about this. If March is the best time for the WBC, mm. because a couple other people have released some articles throughout the years. Of, I mean, every every time during the year has some negative. It says positives and negatives. So in March, yeah. you have the injury risk before the season. Other ideas I've seen are an extended all-star break. So like a a week or two extra on the all-star break right in the middle of the season so that everybody's ramped up already. um, And then you don't have to worry about extending that earlier in the season. Others I've seen have said after the season, because a lot of people do play in winter leagues. But again, with that, that still extends the season. So I don't know what the right answer is.
0: Yeah. You know, and this has been a discussion for the last couple of times. And um, I think that going through all of this, I, I don't hate to say it, but I, I believe that this is probably the best option because yeah. the other options you're talking about, you get to the middle of the season. The last thing a team wants is, is, Hey, go ahead. You know, we're, this is it's not hockey in the Olympics. This is different. You know, the wear and tear of an entire baseball season is very, very real. And that's about when you're going to hit you In you want for the healthy guys for the stretch ride. And then after the years, these guys are broken down, man. They are broken down. Especially
1: those that go late into October,
0: like they're taxed. Yeah, yeah. It's people don't understand like how long a season, baseball season is crazy. It's not only playing, it's traveling into everything else. So yeah, I think you know, this I don't think there's any perfect scenario. But this is probably yeah, the I best the best scenario. So, um, so it- then I guess my my question no. is
1: for for that because I do agree that before the season is probably the the best time. It's not ideal. There's no ideal time during the year, but the I, I think the difference is. Again, we're talking about the commitment and the passion from other countries. You see Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara, he's playing. You see guys that went late into October, uh, Framber Valdez and uh, Christian Javier. They're both in the tournament. Where we see that with the Dominicans and we see that with the Venezuelans and the Japanese, but then we still don't have that with the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of other countries are upset. They're like, well, then why are we even playing this if we don't see Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom in the tournament? You know?
0: Yeah. It's it's hard yeah, and it is, I don't, you know, I applaud, I applaud Major League Baseball for it, it to get it to this point. Because honestly, I didn't think it would get to this point. I didn't think it would take the turn it did in 2017, where, which was a positive turn to all this conversation, all this excitement, especially with Team USA. I didn't think, I think it was going to die in the vine. And I remember you know, talking when, when Alex Cora was the GM in Puerto Rico and he wasn't, he wasn't uh, doing anything. He was, I think. Oh, he had just been hired for bench coach for Houston, but it's just before that. And I'm like, and I'm like, saying, I'm telling this guy, dude, like the WBC is is full of injuries. It's not happening. People get so excited during it, but before and after the, and he he he, he like was talking to me back like I had like five heads. Because obviously, you know, it was a different perspective of Puerto Rico, and sure enough, there he is sitting there for the final game as GM, and it yeah. was probably one of the highlights of his career, to be perfectly honest with you. So it's, um, I, I applaud them for doing it. There's no easy answers in terms of scheduling. All right, so um, with the understanding that there's a lot of conversation to come, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of predictions to be made, but right now, as we sit here, right now, as we sit here. Who you got? Who do you have? Oh, that is tough. Do you want to do, do this? I mean, I don't want to force it on you. I want if you want to like play it out. If you want to, I've, like,
1: I've held know. out this long to where I I haven't made a prediction yet, um, and I think. I will probably wait until we see the official rosters to make an actual prediction.
0: Fair. You want to Um, see which UPS driver for the Czech Republic is playing. Exactly.
1: That's going to make the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Or if, for example, we're still waiting. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. If Judge plays, because if Judge joins the team, which there's like Harper was talking to him in October saying, hey, we're still trying to get him to play but he still has to figure out his contract stuff. Well, now he's figured that out. So if he there's joins, been, there's been
0: no word of that. I haven't followed it. No, nothing. Nothing
1: wow. Nothing since like October. Wow. So yeah, which is a marketing issue in itself. But so we got guys like that, or um, there's just a couple other rosters that still need to fill out. Um, and we're, we're waiting on seeing. So, Trevor story can't play in the WBC. Not playing. So because of that, we got to fill that roster spot. That's so true. it's again, that, that will kind of affect what the team USA does look like. Cause he could have started for on, at second base. So I don't know. I'm going to say for me, there is a definitive top three. Okay. The top tier is the Dominican Republic, the U S and Japan for me. I think okay. there, there is multiple cases you can make for any of those three. USA has the best hitting. Dominican Republic is probably the most well-rounded with both offense and defense. I would say Japan has an argument that they might have the best pitching um, because their pitching is right up there with the Dominican Republic for the DR. Their rotation looks like Sandy Alcantara, Frambois Valdez, Christian (laughs) Javier, and Luis Castillo, which is all-stars the whole way. But then you go to... Uh, the Japanese team. I'm scrolling there right now. And you have Shohei Otani, you Darvish, and then you have the best pitcher in the NPB for the last five, six years, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who people say is, I mean, he had better stuff than like Darvish had when he was in the NPB. And then you have Roki Sasaki, who almost threw two straight perfect games this season in the NPB, um, who has the best stuff. Most people say of like any Japanese pitcher in a long time. So it's. I could see any of those three teams easily winning.
0: You know, though, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, what's this going to look like? And you know, we always love to be like, oh, is the is hitters ahead of the pitchers, or pitchers ahead of the hitters? I'm going to tell you right now, the pitchers are going to be ahead of the hitters. I can't imagine like the the names as long as these guys are ramped up correctly. Yeah, I can tell you because I've seen enough spring training baseball where guys say, hey, I got to ease into this. I got to easily. Yeah. I need my five weeks to ease into it. You know, yeah. I'm go I'm, I'm hitting singles the other way to get my swing path. Well, you know, good luck doing that against Otani. Good luck. Or 99 with
1: uh, Sandy Alcantara off the mound. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, it's it's crazy. You would mention real quick. You know, well, maybe you had mentioned, but I, I I caught the vibe about the promotion of this, the WBC promotion of you know, you was it you said like the the, the no merchandise even being sold yet or. Yeah, that's there's true? nothing.
1: There's no merchandise for, for Team USA. There's nothing yet. That's at crazy. All. There's and it's. I mean, we're what two months away from the tournament, and I don't know how they're going to post all of this merch, sell it, and ship it to the people before the tournament. I I don't get how that's going to happen in this timeline.
0: That's crazy. But, that's yeah. that's nuts. And is there a TikTok account at least or nothing?
1: <laughs> there's oh. there's nothing. I mean, I. I haven't seen anything about merch for Team USA. The only team that I've seen has actually posted some merch is Japan because they love the WBC. Oh, yeah. This is their oh, World worse. Cup. But other than that, pretty much every other team is isn't doesn't really have any merch yet. Um, and the I guess it is difficult though this year because this is the first year that every country has to produce their own merchandise oh, and their really? own uniforms. Yeah. So, whereas in the past, it was Majestic did everybody, I believe, um, okay. and New Era had all the hats. So now every country, which does put some countries at an advantage and some at a disadvantage. Um, so that might be why we're seeing a delay for some countries, but I feel like Team USA doesn't really have an excuse for that. All right. Well,
0: you know what we're going to do? We're going to strike while the iron, hot, iron is hot, and we're going to send baseballs and boring t-shirts to all the teams, and that's going to be their merch. There you Here go. go. <laughs> that's right. Here we go. I love it. They'll have all something right. to wear. Well, hey Sean, excellent job! I look forward to like all your excellence. In, uh, Thank you. And I mean, like, I knew that you knew your stuff when you know from social media, but talking to you, I, I love, I love when somebody knows something about something that's of interest, and it, it's actually educating everyone. We're here to educate, Sean. an excellent <laughs> job. Thank you so much. I appreciate
1: it.